Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Not trying to tell anyone how much they should be spending on a haircut, but let me tell you, as someone with long hair, and as many women can attest to, $100, if you're getting out of the chair for $100, Whew, I hope that you uh, I hope you have a good insurance policy or your hair goes go, grows very quickly to be able to replace whatever that mess ends up being. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Crone and Aaron Goldhammer sitting in for the guys on what is turning into a football Friday. Derek Carr, the former Raiders quarterback, making waves in the free agent market. He is set to visit the New York Jets. We will have Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter on Canty and Carlin momentarily to discuss all the latest happenings with the Jets quarterback situation. And you don't want to miss this. Later in the show, we have a darkness retreat expert coming on with us to explain what Aaron Rodgers is headed into ahead of making his big decision about playing in 2023 and whether it will be with the Green Bay Packers or elsewhere. But we start with the news of the day, Aaron, and Derek Carr visiting the New York Jets. We know that owner Woody Johnson has prioritized, he told Diana Rossini at NFL Honors, that this team is looking for a veteran quarterback. Well, the market can technically run through New York if they want it to. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, those are the top two options in free agency. I think it's smart if you're the Jets to get a head start on this while Aaron Rodgers is figuring out his options to make sure that you don't miss out potentially on bringing Derek Carr in should he end up wanting to be with the Jets. So what does visiting mean? I kind of don't know, Courtney, because does visiting mean he's their first choice? Because if he's their first choice, then they can get this done now. Right. I mean, they don't have to wait until the league year starts in the middle of March. They can Derek Carr is free to sign with a team now. But what I'm curious about is, you know, are the Jets essentially just doing I I hate to use this phrase because it's become such a sports cliche, but are they just doing their due diligence on Carr? Do they just want to build a little bit of a relationship? But he's really the fallback is is he the school you really want to get into or is he the backup safety school that's what really i kind of don't understand when it comes to the news that they're having him go and visit already i I thought Carr would enjoy free agency and take a little trip relax a little bit do a darkness retreat of his own and that we'd be getting news like this closer to the start of the league year well what we know right now is that Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are the top two options in free agency and if you're somebody who wants to take a lot of these visits well you know for Derek Carr it could be the New Orleans Saints a team that he was linked to last week because the Raiders were hoping that the Saints would 
would give, you know, would be the right fit for Carr and he would agree to go there because they would get trade compensation back yeah. in exchange for Carr. Right. And then ends up this week he gets released because they don't want to pay the $40 million that are guaranteed, that is guaranteed into his contract and that would of have course. become official on Wednesday. So yeah. he's now in a situation where he gets to right the ship uh, for his own career, take the charge of what he does for the next contract that he signs after he signed the contract extension last year. And why wouldn't you get a head start on that? Like, you don't have to wait for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision before you figure out where you're going to go. And I think for him, his agent, trying to set up some of these visits, it's better to be the first option out there than it would be the fallback plan. And I know... Aaron Rodgers' name has come up with the Green Bay Packers, whether he's going to stay there, whether he's going to go to the Las Vegas Raiders or the New York Jets. But I think that if you're Derek Carr, you look at this and say, I don't care what Rodgers is doing. I need to make sure that my own future is set. So how early these visits are happening, I think is kind of null null and void at this point. Go make the visits when you can. Give yourself more time than, you know, the couple days before free agency when guys are typically released that they have to start parsing through their options. Sure. And remember, OK, so if the Jets end up signing Derek Carr, they don't have to give up anything, you know what I mean? Other than the money. OK, you don't have to give up draft pick compensation. You don't have to give up any players. You just go out and sign Derek Carr. You want Aaron Rodgers, you got to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So that's got to be part of the consideration. If I'm a Jet fan, though, I'm thinking to myself, do I want to grab what I know now, which is do I want to lock up Derek Carr? Because what happens for the Jets if they decide to wait on Rodgers, Carr goes somewhere else, and then Rodgers either decides to retire or go back to Green Bay, or that he'd rather be in Vegas. I mean, if you're the Jets, you can't be left holding the bag here. If Jacoby Brissett ends up being your starting quarterback or something like that, your fans and the back page of all the papers are going to be outraged. So I'm curious how you sort of walk that line if you're a Jets fan. Do you want Rodgers that badly that you're willing to risk missing out on the backup option, which is Derek Carr. Maybe if you could secure that now, it makes sense to go ahead and do that. Um, If you think you can win the Super Bowl with this team and Derek Carr at quarterback. And there is the belief that they have the pieces in place. Of course, they have to be aggressive here. I get why Woody Johnson made the play for a veteran quarterback and why he said what he did, because this roster in a lot of respects, is ready to go right now. That defense is bordering one of the best defense, you know, top five, top six in the NFL. Offensively, they've got the pieces in place on the offensive line, Brees Hall in the backfield, Garrett Wilson at wide receiver. They yeah. continue to draft. They continue to develop. This yeah. is a team that's going to contend yeah. next they year. They have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year on the same team. Like, they're, I feel like they're a quarterback away from being right there with Buffalo and Miami and that. That division. And now, will Aaron will Aaron Rodgers be that quarterback? Will it be Derek Carr? Because to your point, there's the argument of like, is Derek Carr really the guy to help get them past, you know, get them over the hump, get them to where they need to be in the AFC East to contend for a title there and then contend for a playoff run? I yeah. think the answer is yes, because you look at his career with Oakland and Las Vegas. 
And defensively, those teams were never up to par where Derek Carr wasn't having to shoulder the load. And that's why you saw him leading the league with fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives because his teams were often losing. That doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a knock on him, but you put him in a situation where he has a very, very good defense, a competent defense to play with. How different is his career trajectory? How different is the situation with the New York Jets? Because we saw what happened with the quarterback futility they dealt with last year, whether it was Zach Wilson, Mike White, and then Mike White getting injured and going back to Zach Wilson and finishing the year out of the playoffs after they had such a hot start. Yeah, you want to right the right the wrongs there at that position, and I think Derek Derek Carr can be that guy to get you into the playoffs. And giving him a change of scenery will certainly do that. It's just going to be a matter now of how much it's going to cost and uh-huh. whether they want to remain in the sweepstakes for Aaron Rodgers and if he truly is their first option. Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Let's welcome in Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter, joining Courtney Cronin and Aaron Goldhammer here on Canty and Carlin. Now, the news of this visit broke a couple hours ago, Rich. Like, what does a visit entail? What is Derek Carr in for? We know that he has the connection there already with Todd Downing, who was just hired by the Jets. But what are they trying to sell him on as a free agent? Well, they're trying to sell him on uh, just the program that they've built so far. They have the fourth-ranked defense in the league. And interestingly, that is a foreign concept to Derek Carr. Uh, The Raiders' defense, has been historically bad since Carr broke into the league in 2014. In fact, they've given up more points over that span than team in the league. So that, you would think, would have to be appealing to Derek Carr. They have some key, uh, some young skill players on offense, like uh, you know Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie from an injury. So the Jets are going to try to sell them on that, plus the fact that they're going to have a new offense. They have Todd Downing there, as you mentioned, Courtney. So those are the things that the Jets – and, you know, it's a wide-open quarterback position. It's his job. Uh, he can keep it. You know, there's probably going to be no threat from Zach Wilson, I don't think, or anyone else on the roster. So, you know, that's that's the stuff they're going to sell him on, the future. Rich, obviously, Carr's a free agent now. Aaron Rodgers is doing a darkness retreat. How do you sort of balance wanting to upgrade the position – but not knowing what your first choice is going to do when Carr is also a good option and available to sign today. Exactly. I have a feeling Derek Carr is going to take more visits. I don't think this is going to be a uh, we're not going to let him leave the building type of situation. So I think he's going to take a little more time to think about this. He's already visited the Saints. We know that. And, uh, yeah, that's a very good question because it's a delicate balance. I I think the Jets probably, in a perfect world, prefer Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr. That would be my personal choice. I think Rodgers gives them a higher ceiling, even though probably a shorter window because of his age. But the Carr, like you said, a good consolation prize. And so the Jets are going to have to – look, Joe Douglas is a smart GM. I'm sure he's investigating the Carr scenario He's already reached out to the Packers. He's trying to get a feel for what this guy might do. And he's not going into this car situation blind. He's he's probably got a a feel for how this Packer situation might unfold. Look, Robert Sala's best friend is Matt LaFleur. They talk every day. You would have to think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers 
situation has come up in their conversation. So the Jets might have a little intel there. Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Walk us through the salary cap situation in New York, because we know that Derek Carr no longer is under contract with the Raiders. So the trade, no trade clause, all that stuff doesn't matter. There's no trade compensation that has to be sent back to Las Vegas. But what can they realistically spend on Derek Carr, knowing that there's other areas of the roster they're going to want to upgrade in free agency? Yeah, they, they actually are, as, as we speak, a little bit over the salary cap, you know, maybe by a million. So they're pretty close to it. We, we know they don't have to be uh, under the cap until March 15th when the league year begins. So they can do some things. They have some veterans that they can cut, guys like Corey Davis, um, even a Braxton Barrios, a Dwayne Brown. You know, they can come up with and restructure C.J. Mosley. So they can come up with about $40 million under the cap pretty easily by doing those moves. And, uh, you know, Carr is, it'll be interesting to see what he gets. Uh, my guess would be somewhere around $30 million a year, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so the Jets are going to have to do some creative bookkeeping to, to get him under the cap. But you know what? He's a quarterback. You know, you do what you can to fit a starting quarterback under your cap. If they could do any of these things, trade multiple ones for Lamar, trade their number one this year and do Rodgers, trade no picks and get Derek Carr, which do you think the Jets would prefer? <laughs> That's a tough question. I mean, I'd have to put myself in their mind. I mean, each one has its pros and cons. I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson, at 26 years old, would give them long-term stability at the position, something that they've really never had, ever, maybe, since Joe Namath. And so, yeah, but it's going to cost over $200 million guaranteed, and like you said, at least two number ones. So I think the Jets are, yeah, I mean, that would be probably the scenario, but I, I doubt whether Baltimore would trade him in the AFC for the same reason that the Packers probably don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. So I think... I think just from gathering and connecting some dots, I think the Jets really would, are intrigued by the Aaron Rodgers scenario because, A, and we haven't even mentioned his name yet, Nathaniel Hackett is now their offensive coordinator. He spent three years with Rodgers in Green Bay. They have a very good relationship. Aaron really, really likes him and vice versa. And I think that has to be a very appealing for Rodgers just to be able to, if he decides to play, you know, we have to throw that little, little line in there, but if he decides to play, I think the Jets would be appealing because he wouldn't have to learn a new offense. It would be something he's familiar with and a play caller he already knows. So I think that Rodgers scenario is very intriguing for both sides. We've mentioned two names in the veteran quarterback market that have the draw of the New York Jets. Derek Carr visiting this weekend. Aaron Rodgers on their radar. He's in a darkness retreat at the moment. So maybe that free agent visit, if he will visit because he's not a free agent. Maybe that visit happens at a different day. There's one more name I want to ask you about, Rich, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's been really quiet around him the last couple of weeks, ever since the 49ers lost the NFC Championship game, but we know that he's probably not going to be with the 49ers, if you believe what Kyle Shanahan's saying. Is there any chance that they don't go with their top two options in Rodgers and Carr and end up reuniting Garoppolo with Robert Sala? Yeah, I think that's a real. That's totally uh, on the table for sure. I think you mentioned it, Courtney. Uh, you know the relationship with Salah. They spent three years together in San Francisco, and 
you know, the Jets aren't running the, the same offense they did last year, which would have been a perfect fit because it was basically the 49ers offense. They're running a variation of it right now. So it wouldn't be too much of an adjustment for Garoppolo. But, yeah, I absolutely think – look, I think it's Rodgers and Carr for the Jets. I think those are their top two. And then I think Garoppolo is probably number three on their list, you know, because of the solid connection. The guy's a winner. You know, you could argue, you know, is he a game manager? Probably. But, you know, he, he does win when, when he's got talent around him and the Jets believe they will have enough talent around him. The question with Jimmy is the durability. You know, he's coming off that foot injury. Uh, he's had some issues over the years with various injuries. You know, can they count on him? That's the big question with Garoppolo. He'd probably be the cheaper of those quarterbacks. You know, so if they're interested in saving cap space and saving cash, he would be the preferred alternative. Free agency does not start for another month, but the New York Jets getting a head start this weekend when they host former Raiders quarterback or current Raiders quarterback, soon to be somebody else's quarterback in Derek Carr. He is their first known free agent visit that's taking place this offseason. And he is Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter, helping us break it all down right here on Canty and Carlin. Rich, thanks so much for the time. We'll be checking in with you next week for more updates. All right. Thanks. You bet. Take care. All right. Coming up next, there is something within all of this that we have yet to really parse through, and that's how Lamar Jackson could potentially fit into the New York Jets plans. As Rich said, it's a little difficult to imagine the Ravens wanting to trade him in the AFC or trade him, let alone anywhere else, considering he has been their quarterback for the last couple of years. But we will figure out where Lamar Jackson fits into this entire quarterback conversation. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Canty and Carlin, the podcast. You are listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. So as the free agent quarterback market begins to take shape, Derek Carr taking a visit to the New York Jets this weekend. Aaron Rodgers remains in the darkness. Will he move on from the Green Bay Packers? Will he stay All of those questions will be answered in the coming weeks. Another question that will be answered will regard Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Will they pay him the long-term deal that he is seeking, or will they put the franchise tag on him? Peter King of Football Morning in America was on the Rich Eisen Show and brought Lamar Jackson into the conversation about what the New York Jets should do at quarterback. We all think, and I think you think, that the number one step would be Aaron Rodgers. If that doesn't work, could the number two step be Lamar Jackson? I think the Jets are going to have a very tough decision Mm. on their hands. And, you know, I think they will go after Rodgers if he does play. And if they don't get him, I think they will at least uh, put their sniffers out and and seriously consider Lamar Jackson. So that's Peter King from Football Morning in America, and that's what he was theorizing here, Aaron, about the situation with the New York Jets. I just, if we back it up a little bit, we know that the Ravens and Lamar have not had any conversations so far this offseason about the contract. It appears that way. We know they hired an offensive coordinator without really consulting Lamar very much about – Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia that they brought in. So, but I think people think that that could be a hire that's good for Lamar. I, I just, Lamar Jackson is the Ravens, you know? I mean, he's their whole offense. And when he's gone out the last couple of years, Pro Bowl appearances notwithstanding, Tyler Huntley, the whole thing has fallen apart, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think... If you're the Ravens, you have to do everything you can to hold on to him for as long as you can. Um, Unless you got an offer that totally blew you away or you were getting a quarterback back in a trade that you felt like you could also build your team around. So I I think their first preference would be to sign Lamar to to a contract extension. Don't you feel, though, Courtney, like if you franchise tag him, that's the beginning of the end, you know? I mean, you, you, you followed this with Kirk because the odds of a guy getting tagged and then eventually figuring out a long-term deal, that seems impractical. It feels like the tag is step one towards free agency. It does. It doesn't have to. Kirk Cousins, somebody who used the tag twice to his advantage, but you're right. He eventually hit free agency and went somewhere else to the Minnesota Vikings where he got that long-term security. I think Baltimore wants to give Lamar Jackson long-term security. It's just not going to be probably much beyond the guarantees of the first offer that they gave him. But this all boils down to now, because I, I, I agree with you. I think that they're headed towards the franchise tag. It feels inevitable at this point, unless something gets done in the next you know 20-something days. But would Baltimore really want to trade him in the conference, or would this be a situation like we've seen previously where if he wants out 
and you tag him and he says, I'm not playing on the tag, I tag and trade me. Like, I just don't see him staying in the AFC. I feel like he would be headed to a quarterback needy team on the other side of the ball. And maybe on the other side of the country, too. <laughs> but I, I and I agree with that. I, I think the Ravens still fancy themselves contenders. But I, I guess you also have to look at, don't you, who's going to give you the best offer? You know, if if I'm a team and I'm trading for Lamar Jackson, I have to look at a variety of factors. This is like the Deshaun Watson thing in certain respects from a football perspective, right? You got to pay him the contract and you also have to give up multiple number one picks. So there are a ton of layers to that for a guy who has not been able to finish the season the last couple of years because of injuries. Are you really willing to move heaven and earth to get him in? You got to be pretty darn thirsty, Courtney, for a quarterback. Now, I know the Jets are. I theorized also a little bit. So the team you cover, right? You're the ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Bears. Do do you think that if Lamar was available, is that a team with the number one pick in the draft and Justin Fields that would want to move heaven and earth for Lamar Jackson? They haven't had a franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. Well, they think they might have one in Justin Fields. I don't think that's a fair comparison because they are already sitting on somebody who could be that guy who they are planning as of right now to move forward with going into the offseason and trading that number one pick. The team, though, like if you're thinking NFC possibilities, like yeah. moving heaven and earth yeah. for give somebody me, like me, Lamar Jackson, you got. San yeah. Francisco, right? Like because if they're truly moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like he's going to maybe go to the Jets. Maybe we just talk with Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter about it. That's huh. very much in play. They don't know what's going to happen with Brock Purdy and his elbow and when he's going to be ready to play. They don't know about Trey Lance and whether he is more than just a quarterback that can you know, fill in a couple games here and there and might be an injury liability. If you're a team like that that's still within a window to win, which is right now, would you not at least make the call if he's available via trade? I guess the, one of the problems is they don't have their first-round pick this year, right? They would, Didn't it get traded to Miami, and now I think it belongs— then it went to Denver, and now it belongs to uh, the Saints because of the Sean Payton trade? I don't think they have their number one. So I think you have to consider the draft pick compensation back. San Fran is an interesting option. I, I don't know what their cap situation really is either— And that really is the other factor with this Lamar thing that I think has to be considered, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think he really wants that Deshaun contract. I think he wants the $230 million guaranteed. I don't think he's getting that. I don't think he's getting it from the Ravens. I don't think he's getting it from anyone else. And we've heard reports over the last year or so since that contract was given to Deshaun Watson that there have been, I don't want to use the word collusion, but there have been talks among owners that have been reported about let's not, not do, do this it. again. Oh, let's oh, not okay, do this okay. again because That's of the situation. Easy to say at it's a, a bad meeting. It, it's, but if you're an owner and you're trying to kick the other owner's butts every Sunday and Monday night and Thursday night, and you have a chance to get a game-changing quarterback for a team like the Jets that hasn't had one in so long or a team in the NFC that might be one player like this away from winning the Super Bowl, I guess I'm saying, Courtney, it would just take one rich owner to say, man, I got so much TV money, cap's going up, Let's maybe it's not to the full extent of the Watson deal, but let's do $200 million guaranteed, even if it doesn't quite hit that number. I think these two running parallel stories, the Jets quarterback situation and Lamar Jackson, 
they're the two most fascinating questions of the entire NFL offseason to me. And the Jets are very much in that mix of teams that need a veteran quarterback. And we totally. t- we were talking with Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter, a couple minutes ago on the idea of the Jets actually pulling off a trade for Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, at 26 years old, would give them long-term stability at the position, something that they've really never had, ever, maybe, since Joe Namath. But it's going to cost over $200 million guaranteed, and like you said, at least two number ones. So, yeah, I mean, that would be probably the scenario, but I, I doubt whether Baltimore would trade him in the AFC for the same reason that the Packers probably don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. That's where I'm hung up on. Like the whole thing, because I don't think Baltimore would really trade him in the conference, but also the scenario that Rich pointed out is the same one that you were talking about, where there's going to it's going to take multiple first round picks, not just now, but future draft capital. I know that San Francisco has future draft capital, and you can trade a couple drafts out. Would it be enough? Probably not. But that two hundred million dollar figure, yeah, that's a that's an investment. Maybe is, if you're a quarterback desperate team, not just needy, desperate, which the yeah. Jets are at that yeah. position, maybe you end up pulling it off if you can. But Baltimore is the one. I mean, I don't know what their schedule is next year if they face the Jets or not. I think you'd want to keep him as far away from possible, send him to the other side of the country or the world. Uh, what about if the they other could. New York team? What about the Giants? Like, I, I'm just thinking about other teams who have – quarterback free agency going on, quarterback availability in the NFC that are NFC teams. I think they're going to end up, that other team you mentioned, they'll keep Daniel Jones, they'll give him his extension that he worked for this year. I think that's the route they go. So I I don't disagree with that, but these teams that are signing up for purgatory kind of quarterbacks, mid-tier quarterbacks, that is a tough road to the Super Bowl, Courtney. It just is. You know, there's you, you, a market for those guys though. I know, but is that that's the route that could get you to the playoffs, but is it the route that really would put you over the top if you feel like one of the top or two of the real top tier guys who are just better than that are going to be available? Quarterback purgatory uh, is a strange place to be in. I've covered teams where they have dealt with it, and you def- everybody defines purgatory differently. Is it mediocrity? Is it making the playoffs but never making a serious run towards a Super Bowl? It's that middle ground that's tough to get out of. It feels like quicksand because once you get into purgatory in the NFL, it's kind of hard to work your way out of it, especially if you don't have the quarterback spot set up. So it's a football Friday here on Canty and Carlin, but we've got NBA action coming your way this weekend from Salt Lake City. Be sure to tune in for the 2023 NBA All-Star Game on Sunday, live from Salt Lake City, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern time on Mo- most ESPN radio stations. Since it is February 17th, we're going to honor the GOAT in a very strange way. That's coming up next here on Canty and Carlin. Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for the guys. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. The GOAT is 60 years old today. Michael Jordan's birthday, February 17th. A lot of greatness in that date. Jim Brown. Of Cleveland Browns fame, also born on February 17th. There was a debate earlier today whether December 30th, which is LeBron James's birthday, and I believe there's someone else in that mix as well. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Whether that birthday is more superior than the one that we have today. We're not here to debate birthdays on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Courtney Cronin, and Aaron Goldhammer. We're here to give you the real hard-hitting analysis of how old the average person has to be yes. to beat Michael Jordan Correct. one-on-one in basketball. We know he's 60. Aaron and right. I were discussing this earlier. Can he still dunk at his age? I would imagine he probably can. Would it be a contested dunk? I don't know. I mean, how high, like, I don't know how high he can still jump. I don't know what the athleticism's like. We really haven't seen much in the way of him playing any sort of organized basketball, even just like, you know, fun stuff in charitable circumstances and Correct. events. I don't over know the last, last time he touched a basketball. If he, if he likes playing pickup or if he takes on the other players for the Charlotte Hornets, comes down from his office. But I think we could agree, like, I, I think about Jason Fitz. Just as an example, right? Of from, an average human, from a normal Fitz and guy. Harry here on ESPN Radio. Jason is like a in shape, middle aged. He doesn't seem to me to be like Harry Douglas, who's a superior athlete and former so NFL at that point, player. Okay, okay, right. But you know, he's maybe a little bit better athlete than me, and I think Jason's a little younger than me. So okay, so I think Michael would kick both of our butts today. At 60 okay. years old, like he still, you know, has some elevation. He could get by us off the dribble. At what point can Michael no longer beat the average American in or the average person in one on one at 70? Can he beat us at 75? Can he beat us? Is he at, playing like he cares? That's my question. Yes. Is, is yes. he playing with full strength, going all out, full on athleticism, whatever athleticism he has left? Correct. I asked my wife this question right before we came on the air, and she's convinced that an 80 year old Jordan would mop the floor with me. I just that, I don't if he doesn't lose his jump shot. Which, I mean, but, at 80, your joints are probably not the same, even at 60. He's but probably I still think shrunk that, by the time he's 80. He can't move. Like, I feel like the average middle-aged adult would be able to just get by him and lay it in all day long. How old does Michael have to be in order for us to take him down? I think the prime age, Courtney, is about 78. All See, right. I think at 75, Michael's still got just a hint of the old... Wizards Jordan in him, okay. like where he can jump and his osteoporosis doesn't mean that his bones are going to crumble. 
But between 75 and 80, that's where he really loses a step. And even though he's six foot six inches tall, if I was taking on a 78-year-old Jordan, I think I could edge him like by ones to 11. At your current age right winners now. Winners out at my current age right now. Yeah, I don't age like Jordan ages. It's 40-year-old Aaron Goldhammer, 40-year-old Jason Fitz. Even Courtney, how, do you mind if I ask how old I'm you are? I'm 32. Okay, 32-year-old Courtney Cronin. Like, could could Enrique Agumbawale right now beat 60-year-old Michael Jordan in one-on-one? These are the questions we need an answer to. I think the answer is no. I think there is. we've seen Michael Jordan over the years. I think we saw him recently on TV, and he, he, looks, he looks like he has the last couple of years in shape. And like he could kick your ass, Aaron. And okay, well, he's I just 60. think that it's going to take. I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to give you a hard number. I'm going to say 80. I think 80 year old Michael Jordan, uh-huh. given what you were talking about with like osteoporosis, and I'm not saying that he's going to get diagnosed with anything like that. I just think the joints thing and the slowness and he's not just, just losing he's a get step. Old, like it's safe to say that natural right. aging is going to take place where. He's not going to be the MJ of old, flying from the three-point line or from the Can from the free throw line to the eighty-year-old Jordan jumps from the foul line and throws it down. I mean, nothing oh, would surprise me, but all right. So, forty-year-old Aaron Goldhammer against eighty-year-old Michael Jordan. Jordan. What's the I, score I, in this game? I, I, if you're playing in one-on-one, eleven-seven, eleven. So I, he's I think, keeping it close. Well, I mean, I think even at 80 years old, he could put the ball in the basket and hit that's, some that's shots. That's the thing. Like, if he's still making shots, he could probably still shoot you out of the gym. It's if you guys are doing the one-on-one and where he's trying to post you he, up. He's also to post still him up. six foot six inches tall. So if he just holds the ball up over his head, like, I mean, it's not like I'm able to steal it from him, even if he can't jump. Sometimes you lose height as you age. I've seen so, it happen. So last thing on this. Is 60 old? Is Michael no. Jordan old? He's in his prime. Prime. As we get older, we only get better, right? At what age do you become old? Probably seventy. I don't 70? want. Ins- I'm not an ageist, though. I don't want to insult anybody. Well, I mean, it's we all age, you know. I, don't I would know. say I- that seventy is approaching. I don't want to say like the geriatric side of life, but you're you're. Starting your decline? Yeah, maybe. You're, you're, you're on the back nine. <laughs> Fading? Michael's not there yet, though. He's still no, got he's more to accomplish. No, he's 60 years old and thriving. You know who else is thriving? Jalen Hurts. The Eagles want to pay him. But will a regrettable deal really give them pause? We get into that next, Kenny and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.